the state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at an historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laugh as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond, but at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the show, Ridiculous Historians. As I always like to say, thanks for tuning in. This is part two of what we're calling Angry the Eighth in the English Sweats. Uh, unfortunately, not a band yet, uh, but we have a lot of musicians in the audience. Please tune in to part one so you get the full journey here. We are investigating a real-life actual facts mystery, as our pal Lauren Vogelbaum over at Saver would say. And of course, we can only do this with the help of our super producer, Casey Pegram. So why don't we join the show already in progress? Henry VIII has always been an interesting character to me. Um, I, I think maybe for selfish reasons as a kid, because I picked up on the name Bolin, even though it's spelled differently. And I'm like, oh, I am Bolin. Yeah, totally. Because um, kids are selfish. I said it. But uh, here's something a lot of people might not know about Henry VIII. He, he probably did not survive the sweating sickness by sheer luck or by the will of the divine. Uh, he was the equivalent of a Howard Hughes type. He was very wealthy. He was also a committed, uh, fervent hypochondriac. I like the way that History Extra describes him as uh, one of the greatest hypochondriacs to ever sit on the English throne. He was examined daily. Imagine having a physical every single day of your life. He was subjected to a physical at his own request pretty much every single day. Uh, he had a medicine cabinet filled with potions. Uh, any time he had an errant cough or he had like a sore throat or maybe somebody told him his excrement looked weird. That was a big tool of medical uh, investigation at the day. He would freak out. He would lose his mind. So when he heard about the outbreak of the, the sweats, 
1528, he closed down the court. He shut it down the way the responsible country shut down activities during the pandemic today. Uh, he hightailed it. He went from one safe house to the next. He quarantined away from his mistress, Anne Boleyn, no relation that I'm aware of. And a lot of his court members followed suit. They hightailed it off to country estates, ancestral homes, and so on, similar to the activity. And maybe they had crazy parties, similar to the activities of the uh, aristocrats in Edgar Allan Poe's Mask of the Red Death. Oh, Ben, I'm really glad you mentioned that. I think it's a really great parallel, uh, Mask of the Red Death, the idea that you can't escape it just because you're rich. Like, it's, it's still coming for you. And that's a lot of kind of what we're seeing, you know, right now. Um, very, very good point, Ben. Thank you, Noel. I mean, thank you, Edgar Allan Poe. I think he made that point. He also wrote a super creepy story that may have been an episode of Precognition, or enormous coincidence. You've probably heard of it. Arthur Gordon Pym, uh, his tale for a different day, but we're getting closer to Halloween. So I'm just going to get increasingly creepy and off the rails. Anyway, points to Henry VIII, terrible person, but he understood the value of self-isolation or quarantine. Again, self-isolation is just kind of the less scary word for quarantine. It's what we're all doing now. And Noel, we found that he learned Anne Boleyn had contracted the dreaded sweats. And even though he had been, you know, telling her how uh, over the moon he was with her and how, how much he loved her with a love that was beyond this mortal coil, he didn't go see her. He didn't even send his best doctor to help her. He kept that person for himself. And he sent his second best doctor with a uh, with a love letter, kind of like how William Shakespeare sent his wife his second best bed. Second best bed? Yeah, in his will. Oh wow, is that that's that's sort of a bit of a bit of a slap in the face, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's a slap on the springs at least. Yeah, he gave yeah. Uh, Shakespeare gave his wife Anne Hathaway his second best bed. In Willie Shakes, I like to call him Willie Shakes or Big Shakes. In his uh, defense. At the time, uh, people tended to give their best stuff to their kids and then their second best stuff to their spouse. That's fair. Uh, you remember that band System of a Down? Yeah, you guys do. Oh, yeah. That guy's got an amazing voice. Really great range, but he always there's always a lyric that he, he had on the first System of a Down record where he says, shake your spear at Shakespeare. I thought, how has no one else thought of that? It's so stupid and on the nose, but just really kind of cute and clever. Uh, but here's the thing. We still don't really know. Where the where where it came from, the sweating sickness, and where it went. Uh, there have been tons of different theories and hypotheses over the years about what the deal was with sweating sickness. Um, some thought that it was just like a more extreme kind of flu. Others thought that it was caused by anthrax. Okay, that's a lot to unpack there. I didn't even know anthrax was a thing back then. And then uh, a lot of people thought it was like some form of relapse of people that had been affected by a previous kind of fever. And uh, one of the most popular theories was that it was something called hantavirus pulmonary syndrome um, that, much like the bubonic plague, was spread by uh, specific types of rats. Yeah, 
Yeah. So we're going to go a little bit more recent than we usually do. As you know, one of our only rules on Ridiculous History is we consider history stuff that happened before 1990, which still sounds like, I don't know, I think that's a hilarious rule for us to make because we made that rule while we were breaking it in an episode. Anyway, so 1993. This is why. Uh, this isn't, is why that within our, isn't that within our range, though? I thought we were 94. <laughs> were we 94? Well, I we think so. It was, it, it was the one about the, the ape uh, right. in, in Johannesburg uh, yeah. during, during apartheid. We, we, we were using apartheid as our kind of, okay, this is now what constitutes history. But saying that now, living in the time that we're living in, yeah. I think we might need to throw all that out the window. <laughs> Yeah, and also our show, like we did that a year ago, so maybe the 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 boundary just ticks up a year with us. Anyway, look, this is not a show about math. In 1993, there was an outbreak of HPS or hantavirus pulmonary syndrome, and it struck the vulnerable uh, population of the Navajo people in New Mexico. This is today known as the Four Corners outbreak named after the region in which it occurred. And this outbreak had a lot of resemblance to the sweating sickness of English history. And that's what prompted investigators to look back and say, hey, maybe what they called the sweating sickness in England at the time was simply HPS or hantavirus. And uh, even to this day, there's no cure for that thing. Uh, there's no vaccine that'll slow it down or stop it. Uh, the CDC says to avoid rodent infestations, um, which was really, 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 really difficult to do back then because of the stinkiness of it all and the you know lack of like any kind of organized sanitation that we have today. Uh, as imperfect as it may be, it's a hell of a lot better than it was back then. Um, garbage piled in the streets and whatnot. So we don't really know the cause of the sweating sickness, but we definitely know that it left its mark uh, on the zeitgeist and in history because William Shakespeare wrote Henry IV, uh, the second part, in 1600. This is a half century after the last uh, outbreak of the English sweats. And he had Falstaff, who is one of his most famous characters overall, die of, quote, a sweat. He died of a sweat. And, you know, there's a great article on history.com, one of our favorite sites, uh, that sort of questions like, well, was he talking about like an STD or was it a pointed reference to that sweating sickness? Uh, and that's actually a debate as well, as mm. many things in Shakespeare's writing can be, as to even the ownership of some of the writing, whether it was him or uh, one of his, uh, what was it, Mar Marley? What was that guy's name? Francis Bacon, uh, Marlowe. Marlowe, um, excuse me, yeah. Yeah, but then on the other side, you'll also hear some people who are not in the mainstream, by the way, argue that Shakespeare wrote part of a version of the Bible. It's just you get past a certain uh, threshold of fame, like uh, William Shakespeare, Labouche, and people just make up all kinds of stories about you. Have you heard the rumor that he wrote Jurassic Park? Because that's, that's a real noodle scratcher right there. Well, you know... I would challenge uh, I would challenge people who disagree with that theory. It's not a rumor. It's a theory. I would challenge if, if people who disagree with that not to just base your opinions off your preconceptions, man, or off off the film. Read the script. Look at what's in the text and on the page, and then come back 
and get off your high horse and tell us about Jurassic Park. Sorry, I'm heated up. I, I have a TEDx talk about this. Yeah, you're, you're getting a little bit of a sweat going on there. You really worked oh, no. up. Worked your, you're, are you okay? Oh, gosh. Okay, well, um, yes, hopefully, because we are armed with uh, mod- modern medicine. Uh, but just in case, maybe maybe we can uh, hit the road today, Noel and Casey, and, I, and I'll go for a, a, a quick lie down here. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Noel, do you remember your favorite car? Well, yeah, um, it was a uh, an Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorer. Oh, that's and cool. I, yeah, I, I just remember it was my dad's. I, I was a hand me down car kind of kid. Dad would buy a new car, I'd get that car, and I just remember feeling so awesome being up above everybody, like I was mm. in Mad Max or something. You know, I had a lot of uh, land yachts that I loved. I had Pontiac yeah. Bonneville. Right. Oh, I never had an El Camino. My dad had one, and that was a that was a real interesting use of our collective time, keeping that thing running. But I think these cars all kind of speak to us because they were such a fundamental part of our lives. Do you remember when I had that Monte Carlo? That's what I meant. I meant I said El Camino, and I meant Monte Carlo. I miss it so. Uh, the Monte Carlo was tough. I had a series of Monte Carlos and the last one, God bless it. I just, I, I had to learn a lot about car maintenance just to keep that guy running. Totally. It it still was like a, a perfect fit. It's almost like finding your true love. Uh, You know, like when you recently got a car a few years back now, Oh, man. And funny you should say that. That particular perfect fit was the Honda Fit, which I love dearly. But, Ben, it's getting a little long in the tooth. And while it's been incredibly reliable up to now, it's getting to that age where I might have to start looking for some parts here and there to keep it running. Mm -hmm. And that's where eBay Motors comes in. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, 
where America goes to hire. Okay, normally, this is where we would uh, we would pay our respects and our thank yous, and uh, we would we would call it a day. But uh, we're not going to do a lie down because. We talked a little bit uh, off off the air here, and the three of us agree that there are more interesting things to follow up here. So, what do you say, Noel? You want to you want to cavalcade maybe like the top two or three that really stuck with us? We didn't know where to put them in the show, but we feel like I don't know. We feel like we should mention them. Oh, they're worthy uh, to be sure. Um, we talked about the seeming randomness and the like. I don't think we've ever come across like why the rich. You know, there there was a notion. Uh, one report was that it that it affected fair haired people more too. Yeah, but there's you know the science was just so imprecise back then, and then the thing vanished. So it's not like there's anything left for you know modern day epidemiologists to study. So we really are just kind of like going by the historical record here and you know making some kind of leaps of faith and judgment. Um, but another random element of it was that it occurred uh, in the summer quite randomly. And the, and there's an article on historytoday.com that indicates that this might have had to do with climate change. Yes, the climate has been changing. Lo these many years. Uh, the sweat began at the beginning of a 300-year uh, cycle of cooling trends in Europe. Um, and that was triggered by a series of eruptions in Indonesia, volcanic eruptions in Indonesia. So that could have been uh, part of like almost like an El Nino type thing that we might see today. Um, history does such a great job of, of going through this and, and citing Paul Hyman, Dr. Paul Hyman, who's a medical researcher at Queen Astrid Military Hospital in Brussels. And Ben, do you, do you know, can you tell us a little bit about what he found? Absolutely not. All right, <laughs> it's fine. No, 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 here's what he said. So he did a great job tracing this. Says the outbreaks may have followed years when crops were damaged by floods. Remember, one pattern that contemporaneous forces found during the waves of sweating sickness epidemics was that they seemed to correlate, right, with floods and lots of rainfall. And so rodent numbers, according to Dr. Paul Heyman, increase during the summer and they spike in years when trees are particularly productive. So this doctor says, this stuff could have swung the needle with nobody in Europe realizing that this series of volcanic eruptions a half a world away ultimately led to erratic activities in the rodent population, which ultimately spread HPS, hantavirus pulmonary syndrome. And that was the true genesis of sweating sickness. And to be completely fair, you know, we can't blame the medical authorities at the time, how were they to know that something that occurred so far away, so long ago in Indonesia could have resulted in the death of so many people? They just didn't have the information. However, there's another thing here for our mysteries. We said it's you know predominantly an English disease. That's proven, unfortunately. But Germany did use information to battle this these waves of infection 
Sorry, there's a weird fruit fly that's just terrorizing me right now in my studio, and I keep trying to grab him in my hand like Mr. Miyagi, but uh, he seems to have eluded my grasp so far. But yeah, it's true. The Germans were really good, as we know, uh, at, at manipulating information and misinformation and propaganda. But yeah, in Hamburg, uh, in Germany, um, where they had over a 1,000 deaths in one single month, um, 3,000 people died in Danzig, my favorite German state, my favorite uh, short, aggressive, horror movie-obsessed rock star. Uh, Dirty Black Summer, man. Uh, I hope you're doing okay, Danzig. Whoa! I always th- I, I think Mother is, is so much like Rebel Yell by Billy Idol. It, have you ever thought about that? They're very, they have a similar vibe. The Rebel Yell, Mother! That's all I got. Um, but yeah, Danzig. Uh, and then there was also uh, one again in Lübeck um, and some other cities as well uh, when it made it uh, along the Baltic coast into Denmark and Scandinavia and then into Russia. Um, a gentleman named John L. Flood talks about how very differently the German government and the English government handled these outbreaks. Uh, and, you know, the Germans are kind of known for possibly being a little bit tight with information or, you know, a little bit clandestine. But in this case, they did a really good job of disseminating information uh, about the disease. They warned people. Um, they, you know, explained about what the you know, communicability of it all was and what to look for and symptoms, etc. And they did this through printing. I mean, they, they disseminated like pamphlets and such throughout this uh, epidemic. And England just didn't really do that. They didn't do a very good job of informing the public, and so it probably ballooned out of control there a bit more. Yeah, fully agreed. Knowledge is power. Knowing is half the battle. Uh, Casey, help me out with a cheesy sound cue. The more you know. But not not a sound cue will get sued for. Please be careful. <laughs> Is that the one with the star? Where you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Wait. No. What are you talking about? Don't sue us. Nobody. Oh, nobody yeah. call our legal department. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With twenty four seven U S based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes. You heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Noel, do you remember your favorite car? Well, yeah, um, it was a uh, an Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorer. Oh, that's and cool. I, yeah, I, I just remember it was my dad's. I, I was a hand me down car kind of kid. Dad would buy a new car. I'd get that car. And I just remember feeling so awesome being up above everybody like I was mm. in Mad Max or something. You know, I had a lot of uh, land yachts that I loved. I had Pontiac yeah. Bonneville. Right. Oh, I never had an El Camino. My dad had one. And that was a, that was a real interesting use of our collective time, keeping that thing running. But I think these cars all kind of speak to us because they were such a fundamental part of our lives. Do you remember when I had that Monte Carlo? That's what I meant. I, meant, I said El Camino and I meant Monte Carlo. 
I miss it too. Uh, the Monte Carlo was tough. I had a series of Monte Carlos and the last one, God bless it. I just, I, I had to learn a lot about car maintenance just to keep that guy running. Totally. But it, it still was like, uh, a perfect fit. It's almost like finding your true love. Uh, you know, like when you recently got a car a few years back now. Oh, man. And funny you should say that. That particular perfect fit was the Honda Fit, which I love dearly. But, Ben, it's getting a little long in the tooth. And while it's been incredibly reliable up to now, it's getting to that age where I might have to start looking for some parts here and there to keep it running. Mm -hmm. And that's where eBay Motors comes in. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. We also know that, sadly, I know I say this a lot, but people hundreds of years ago were the same as people in the modern day. We just have more information because we stand on the shoulders of giants who came before us. Sadly, this means when we say people are the same, we mean the bad stuff too. Medieval doctors were, you know, composed of a lot of different factions. They were very sincere, genuine people doing the best they could to save lives. There were also some quacks. There were also some opportunists. In short, a lot of doctors made bank off this enormous tragedy. Because people, you know, people didn't know how this disease infected folks. They didn't know how it would strike you. Doctors did try to find out what was happening. And one guy in particular named John Kays looked around and said, you know what this disease is? Sure, sure, sure. It's terrible. It's terrible. But it's also an opportunity because who is it most likely to infect the wealthy, and they could become my patients. And then he did like a little money dance, I guess, for the time. I don't know what a medieval money dance looks like. Sort of a like a jig, I think, maybe, or like one of those fancy ballroom dances, you know, where you mm-hmm. where you hold your hands up and make a bridge, you know. I, I I don't know. I like to picture him like maybe dabbing, or maybe doing. Oh my god, how cool would it be if he was doing a moonwalk dressed as a plague doctor? That probably didn't happen. You know, if you've got a medieval uh, getting money dance, 
feel free to record a short video, post it on any of our social medias. But but he was onto something, right, man? Because he's right. Like the demographic is predominantly uh, composed of people who can pay a doctor pretty well. That's right. He gave himself, um, he, he changed his name to Johannes Caius. And he began to uh, uh, do his business with uh, some very well-to-do Englishmen who were also paranoid, much like their their king, uh, Henry VIII, who, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, was giving himself checked out, you know, from stem to stern and was utterly uh, hypochondriac and totally paranoid about this thing. Um, so Caius thought that he could really cash in on the sweating sickness, and he wrote about this uh, from his own mouth, uh, from his own brain to his own pen in 1552. He published a book uh, or a book uh, called The Sweating Sickness, and I love the subtitle, A Book or Counsel Against the Disease Commonly Called the Sweaty or Sweating Sickness. Love it. Love it. Uh, yeah, and uh, now it's considered a classic, actually. Um, it, uh, it, it, it's a series of, of medical observations of these symptoms, ideas about how to prevent it, and uh, you know, ideas about a cure, but we never got a cure, did we, Ben? I didn't think we actually... No. Think, no, 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 no. And, we, okay. and we, do, we have guesses about what modern disease it might be uh but we don't know we don't 100 percent know we just know that some experts are convinced not all of them caius at this time is warning people against one of my my favorite uh medical uh maladies of of the era which is evil mist miasma uh he also said exercise frequently that's a bummer but it's already always good advice and he said hey Hey, you jokers, you clowns, stop eating all that rotten fruit. These people are just eating bad fruit. They're running head on into evil mist and they're not exercising enough. The rotten fruit thing, though, is interesting because being able to afford fruit would have also been the domain of the upper class. Uh, it's very true. That's why uh, you see so many fancy still lifes of fruit in bowls. Because that would have been something that you would have seen around these households uh, and not necessarily in uh, poorer uh, situations. But, you know, like we uh, were kind of indicating, I mean, his vice was pretty spurious. Uh, and there's a quote uh, from a biomedical researcher by the name of Derek Gatherer great last name, uh, saying, despite most of Caius's patients still ending up dead, he was eventually rich enough to make a splendid endowment to his old Cambridge college. And there is still a school at Cambridge with Caius's name. And, you know, uh, Caius, or any other doctor for that matter, was not able to explain the disease at all. Um, so we hate to leave you, you know, with a, a kind of an unsatisfying climax here, but we don't know what caused it. We don't know what stopped it. We really don't know anything uh, except that it happened and that it was a pretty big deal and it, it affected the line of succession to the throne in England. And therefore it affected the history of the world from that point, meaning that it affects the world in which we live today. This has been a strange journey. Happy to report that if you are sweating while you listen to this, you probably do not have sweating sickness. Uh, so 
You've got you've got that feather in in your figurative cap at least. But this is an important story, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, we are glad to be able to explore this with you. Thanks, as always, to Gabe Luzia. Thanks, of course, to our own version of sweating sickness, Jonathan Strickland, aka the Quister. You should have brought him in for this one. That would have been fun. He loves this kind of medieval crap. Yeah, sometimes he just texts me late at night with with strange medical maladies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I like the loop music he accompanies it with. Well, he's been practicing. He's had a lot of time on his hands in quarantine. Uh, ben, I got to say, I want to bring this up at the end of this episode. Uh, I really think that Bubos is a really cute name for a pet, despite uh, the horrific implications of it as a you know uh, side effect of the bubonic plague. I fully support this. Oh, thanks, man. He was a mean fish, but he had a, a personality I could respect. Was he a Japanese fighting fish? Uh, he was a beta fish. That's, the, that's, that's what that is. That's what it is? Okay, yeah, well. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. you know, Bubos was Bubos was Bubos. Just like a rose is a rose is a rose. He was his own, he was his own thing. Well, a Bubos by any other name would still smell pretty rank. Uh, and that's where we're going to leave you today. Ridiculous Stories has been a fun one. A little depressing uh, and prescient of what's going on in society today. A little weird. Um, but I enjoyed having this conversation. I was not aware of the English Switz. Uh, it turns out not a, uh, a, a skiffle band that went on tour with Herman's Hermits. Um, but I learned a lot today, Ben. I hope you all did too out there in podcast land. Stay inside, everybody. Huge thanks to super producer Casey Pegram. As always, Alex Williams, who composed our theme, Christopher Asiotis, here in spirit. And I'm going to go go ahead and drop a double thanks on Gabe. If you're listening, your double thanks, my friend. And of course, uh, we want to thank all of the medical professionals, past and present, who have been doing their best to keep this grand experiment called the human species alive, despite our concerted efforts uh, to end ourselves. We'll see you next time, folks. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Avalon Waterways. Ben, are you in major need of a vacation right now? Noel, you're a mind reader. I am, and uh, aren't we all? We are. While cruising remains popular, there's something big happening in the industry, and that is, my friend, smaller ships. True story. The intimate ships of Avalon Waterways can go where the big ships can only dream through winding passageways of rolling vineyards and castled hills into the heart of timeless cities and storybook villages. That sounds like a delight. See how Avalon's smaller ships promise greater discoveries, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time. Special offers await at AvalonWaterways.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.